Hi guys, welcome to Courts and Crime. If this is your first episode, we're glad to have you. And if you're a regular, welcome back. I'm Heather. I'm Natalie. Today we're doing something a little different. Um, we are doing a taste test and we will reveal our, um, I guess, the answer at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So we are tasting Sauvignon Blanc and one is the Costco Kirkland Sauvignon Blanc and the other is the White Haven Sauvignon Blanc. Which we've had on air before and yes. love. It's so good. It's, mm-hmm. it's my fave. And when we originally started the taste test, I was convinced mm-hmm. that I think number two, right? Yeah, we both synonymously. Yeah. What? Is that the word? <laughs> I don't think that's the right word, but whatever. I know what you mean. Yeah, we both were confident that yes. number two was the White was Haven. the White Haven, and now we don't know. Now I don't know, and I don't know if it's just that they've been open and they can breathe. I don't know. I, I agree with that. I think that that's why we can't tell. Yeah, because originally the first one, I was like, oh, yeah, that is not it. And it mm-hmm. tasted like more woodsy and oaky, almost like a, even though this doesn't exist, like a Chardonnay Sauvignon Blanc blend. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, mm, I don't know. Now I'm torn. I know I can't tell either, but they're both very fruity and really good. Right. Both of them are really good. And yeah. the, the Costco one was what, like 8 or $9? Yeah. And then Whitehaven is, gosh, I think like $15 at total wine maybe even 20 bucks at total wine it's just under 20 i feel like at total wine and then at costco it was a little cheaper yeah but i don't remember but we were like yes taste test yes and now i'm like i don't know but we'll reveal at the end of that we will reveal our thoughts and feelings yes um we'll be at crime con in may super excited and we're starting off crime con at tco live which i'm so pumped about so excited about Ah, listening to them on my way over here i love them and we know for sure that it's going to be about adnan okay perfect Mm -hmm. which is like a lot yeah it's a lot but we both know so much about the case that it's going to be just adding on all our information we're going to have even more feelings i know even more um so what are you listening to currently i know last time we talked about your own backyard yeah i'm finished with your own backyard i finished it too um the last episode, how did you feel? I felt like I got some answers because I feel like th- there's a lot more happening on the case than we knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just waiting for like a huge development that I feel like is going to happen. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't listened, but I'm definitely positive with the latest information that they gave us in the last episode, for sure. Yeah, the new development is definitely on the horizon. Yes. Which is exciting. Um, but I also really liked in the last episode, the positive feedback that the producer of it got from, um, the police. I agree. They were like, this podcast is amazing. You did your research. Like it was really awesome to listen to because you, you had all of your facts straight. Right. And I'm sure that that was great for him. Yeah. And it added, it added like new interest to the case. And like he talked at the very beginning about how people got it confused with like the Elizabeth Smart case because they have the same last name. Right. Um, and yeah, the police were really, really positive, which I don't always feel like is the case with media. True. Right. Yeah, it's really good. You should definitely listen to it. And like I mentioned in our last episode, you've got to just muscle through the first episode because it's a little slow, a little boring at times, but then it, it gets, it picks up and it's so good and yeah. you will be hooked. Yeah, I respect the first episode because I think that they're trying to give, um, they're trying to shine some light on who Kristen was. Right. And I really enjoyed that part. For sure. But there were also some 
introductory things about like the city that she lived in and uh, Cal Poly that were right. slow. Right. Um, but it's just like if you've ever read a really good book right. that takes a long time to set up the players. Yes. And then it gets into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't put it down. That's how your own backyard is. I agree. It takes it was, a little bit of setting up, but it's yeah, very good. It was so good. I was, I really, really enjoyed it and I appreciate your recommendation. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Always. I was just catching up on TCO on the way over here and then I need another good series. So I'll be looking for something good for my podcast to kind of jump into. Yeah. Um, I just watched Miss Americana on Netflix. Oh, I wanted to watch yes. it. Jonathan wouldn't watch it with me. Right, which you'll really enjoy, which is um, Taylor Swift's documentary, if mm-hmm. anybody doesn't know. And I realize I'm a little old to be a Swifty, but I'm just going to own it. I'm a Swifty. And I've seen her in yeah. concert a couple times, yeah. and she's really good. She's amazing. And she writes all of her own stuff, which I totally respect. But, I mean, I think this gives you a lot of insight into her career. And I think one thing I did not realize, when Kanye West, like, interrupts her on stage at the VMAs, do you remember that? When he, like, like... Do I remember that? Yes. Do you know she was only 17 when that happened? Oh, yeah, I remember. And the fact that she has, she was able to, like, overcome that, that's a big deal. I... This may be controversial. <laughs> I don't like Kim Kardashian. No, I don't I'm like not Kanye into the West. No. I've always been a Taylor Swift fan. Right. I've never been into the Kardashians. I feel like they have no talent. Right. I and they kind of like rode their dad's coattails. But that's my personal opinion. Whatever. Well, they're, they're momager, you know, speculation. And Chris. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't care for them at all. And I've always, I have, I feel like I grew up with Taylor Swift. Right. Like I, like when she started out very country, like mm-hmm. that was kind of like my, like my middle school years. Right. And I loved her. And I, I went to a couple of her concerts when she was like a big country star. Right. And then she like made the, made the segue into pop. Right. And I've just always felt like she's just a class act. And she's always super grateful for her fans. Right. She and has really handled herself so well. So, and, her but entire she, career. She knows when to take a step back. Agreed. And she knows when, like, because you always, like, want to go out on a high. Right. And I feel like she knows how to do that. Anyway, when everything happened with her and Kanye. Right. I remember that happening and being like, what the hell? Like, this I guy know. is an asshole. And they let she him. She's a child. Right. They let him do that. Like, yeah. I think re-watching it, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Nobody pulled him off the stage. This is her moment. She is 17 years old. Like you said, she is a child. She was a child. And nobody yeah. pulled him off stage. And then Kim and Kanye, which Kim and them and Kanye were not dating at the time, right. but he's still, like, she still defends him. Right. And they have no idea why Taylor hates them. Come on. Come the hell on. Right. I hate them. And well, it and wasn't even my moment. Well, and it's really sad. Like, when you watch the documentary and they inter- they show the interviews with her and they're asking about that. And she's like, well, at first I was like, cool. Like, Kanye's on stage. Like, she was a fan right yeah and she's like oh my gosh like he's he is actually giving me this award like this is great this is amazing and probably idolized him because he is a great musician right 
And then for him to like take the limelight and embarrass her, it was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I learned some more things about her and like watching her write and like with her producer and come up with these hits and how she took like a total like hiatus for like a year. She she, was off everything. She was. She basically realized, you know, I was doing all these things to make everybody else happy instead of myself happy. And they don't dive into, like, the psychology of that very much. Like, why was she doing that? But I also think she was so young that, you know, maybe that's what she just thought she had to do as a musician and as an artist. Like, I'm not going to be happy unless everybody else loves me. And then she took, like, this whole, like, you know, introspective search. Is that the right word? For, like, a year. Yeah. And she was off of everything. And she fell in love during that time. And she decided to keep her relationship out of the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I just was like, this is awesome. And then it made me really sad because like her and her mom are super tight Mm -hmm. and her mom had breast cancer. And now her mom has a brain tumor, which they don't talk about in the documentary because I think it was all done before that happened. But recently it's come out that her mom has a brain tumor. And I just am like, oh, that sucks. But, like, I don't know. And I think this sounds so dumb, but there's one part where I was like, wow. That, like, puts it in perspective. She is, like, getting ready for one of the awards show. And I should know who she was with. But she's with one of the guys on her latest video from, like, the big hit from her latest album. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's, like, doing his nails. And he was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like, how did you learn how to do this? Like, manicure or whatever. And she's like, well, I decided that I really liked having cute nails. But, like, I can't go out in public. Oh. Right? Yeah. And when you think about that, you're like, holy crap. It's crazy. She can't. I think a lot of like, you know, us like regular, quote unquote, regular people. Right. Want that. And like want that status and want to be in this limelight. And then like really, it's not all it's talked up to be. Because you can't just go get your nails done whenever you want to. No. You, I mean, you can't just. She can't do anything. Yeah. It's crazy. And when she said that, I don't know, it just kind of resonated with me. Because I'm like, here she is. She has survived growing up in the spotlight without anything major. Because she's really been in the spotlight since... She was like 12 or 13. Yeah. I think that her first album came out when she was like 13. Which, granted, at that time, she was much smaller. Like, she got bigger. I know that... I'm telling you, I feel like I grew up with her. Right. And I know that she was like... I was 13, so she must have been, like, 15 or 16. But still, that's insane to be this, like, major country artist. And then when she moved to the pop Oh, yeah. When she she crossed over, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I highly recommend it. Jeff was, like, watching it with me, sort of. Not really. But I don't think he minded it. Like, I think that, you know, you could probably get Jonathan to watch it. I asked Jonathan, and he was like, are you joking? about me watching this and I was like no seriously like let's watch it together right he likes and respects Taylor Swift right. but he's not he loves Miranda Lambert which is kind of funny um, <laughs> most but, men do most men love her it's okay uh, oh, for <laughs> whatever reason would you love Miranda Lambert but um I think he would watch it with me and then at the end of it be like okay that was kind of cool right that's kind of how yeah and I I brought up some conversation like Jeff was not going to promote conversation about it yeah you know but then I kind of talked about it after I don't know I thought it was really good it's not terribly long it's on Netflix 
Yeah. I don't know. I was already a Swifty. Now I'm really a Swifty. I love, I've always loved Taylor Swift. She's always been like my favorite. I mean, honestly, since I was like 13 years old. Yeah. I love you, her. You gotta watch it. Oh, I, I mean, it's on my list. <laughs> I was just waiting until he would be out of the house long enough so I could watch it. Um, it's kind of like to, did you watch the Lady Gaga documentary on Netflix? No, I didn't. Oh my God. I love Lady Gaga. I did too. Um, but it adds like, it makes you respect them more mm-hmm. as a, like as a, just a performer. Right. Because like it shows you how much they put into it. Right. Because sometimes when you just get like their quote unquote art, like when right. you get like their music or like them acting, it's just like, it's just a small part, but how much they actually put into it is insane. Well, and it always freaks me out, like watching their minds work. Yeah. Like they're, they work so much differently than mine. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I mean, like you can see she's always on and like, she's on her phone, like writing music, writing lyrics, coming up with the, like the melody and then like, okay, I've got it, you know, with her producer. And just to see that happen, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. But I'm not, it's really yeah. good. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Get on to our episode. Oh, yes. We yeah. have an episode to record. <laughs> we could just sit here and banter all day long. Um, we're going to talk about um, Kamaya Mobley today. And um, Natalie's going to start us off. And basically, um, she's going to let us know the synopsis because Robin Roberts presents. Um, now she has like a production company. And she did a movie called Stolen by My Mother, the Kamaya Mobley story. So. I love Robin Roberts. She's awesome. Oh, she's so She's great. so good. Um, so just like Heather said, this is the synopsis of the story. In the summer of 1998, Gloria Williams, reeling from a recent miscarriage, drove from her home in South Carolina and walked into a Jacksonville, Florida hospital, posing as a nurse, and took newborn Kamaya Mobley out of her mother, Shannara Mobley's arms. By the time the police were alerted, Gloria was long gone. Renaming the baby Alexis, Gloria raised her as her own, providing her with unconditional love and nurturing. It wasn't until years later, when Alexis applied for her first job and couldn't provide a social security card or birth certificate, that she realized something was wrong. As questions mounted, Gloria was forced to tell Alexis the truth, that she was really Kamaya Mobley and abducted as a baby. Despite discovering the mother she knew was really her kidnapper, Alexis kept the secret as long as she could until an anonymous tip soon led Gloria's arrest and their world came tumbling down. Yeah, so I don't remember that much about the story. I remember it probably from like a Dateline or 48 Hours. But like this is so convoluted and twisted. I mean, being in our line of work, you you see, you know, we have to learn about these things. We have to learn about infant abduction. I mean, this is like a sentinel event. Yes, and she was like your textbook person. She met the age group. Mm -hmm. She had lost a baby. You know, I mean, she probably was suffering from some sort of postpartum depression or something going on. Who knows? Probably psychosis. Psychosis. I mean, I I don't know. I watched the Lifetime movie or whatever this, you know, Robin Roberts, and it was actually pretty good. I watched it this morning. And um, I think it's from the viewpoint mostly of Kamaya because we'll get into it, but her mom's not allowed to, like, do any book deals or anything. Her, um, the abductor. Or whatever. And then Niecy Nash was in it. I love her. Oh, yeah. She's great. <laughs> yeah. She plays she plays um, Gloria. So, I also read an article that basically said that Alexis, mm-hmm. Kamaya, I don't know yeah. what to call her, but 
Alexis, as Alexis, she told a friend, like, yeah, my mom told me that she abducted me. Right. And then the friend told her mom and then, or her mom or her dad, and then the mom was like, what the hell? And like reported it to um, an agency. Right. And then that's when they started the investigation. Like, had Alexis not told a friend, this may never have been uncovered. I know. I mean, because it took, what, 18 years almost for this to happen. I think she was 17 when she was trying to apply for the job. And that's, and her mom told her. Right. Like, when she was like, hey, I need my birth certificate, I need my social security number right. so that I can apply for this job. And then her mom was like, meow, I adopted you. Right. I took you. Right. So, so I don't have any of that. I know. So Jacksonville police received some tips Alexis had been kidnapped. Police pulled her birth certificate from her school in South Carolina and realized it was fake. Court-ordered DNA testing confirmed Alexis and Kamaya Mobley, Gloria Williams was, or that she was Kamaya Mobley, sorry. And then Gloria Williams was arrested and charged with kidnapping. Gloria pled guilty and was sentenced to 18 years. She was barred from profiting from her crime while in jail, meaning she could not sign a book, TV, or entertainment deal. Which, such good insight from the judge. Absolutely. Knowing that this would go crazy Uh in the media. Uh Uh-huh. Which, that should just be a disclaimer. Like, they should have to check it if they don't want that to be an option. Always. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes, Because you hear about these people profiting in prison, and it's crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... In 2019, Williams would try to appeal the case, saying her 18-year prison sentence amounted to cruel and unusual punishment. She argued that when she committed the crime, she had just suffered a devastating miscarriage and was exhibiting symptoms conducive to postpartum depression, as well as experiencing extreme mental and emotional, emotional disturbance. So, Williams claimed to have not been of sound mind during the abduction. Her appeal was denied in June of 2019. So, the thing about that is... She was in South Carolina, got off work, drove to Florida, apparently had a car seat and like a baby bag. Mm -hmm. Goes into this hospital randomly, which was in 1998, which, I mean, I was working in the hospital then. I don't know. I feel like... What I think also played into... Gloria being able to take yes. Kamaya slash Alexis is the fact that the birth mother was, what, 16? 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. She was 15 when she got pregnant, so, so she may have been 16 at delivery. And also, she was in scrubs. Right. She so worked, you're, gonna, yeah. you're going to trust anybody of quote-unquote authority. Right. Um, and I don't know if they were the same kind of... Um, bumpers I guess you could say that we have today and there wasn't also the same understanding of like postpartum depression slash psychosis that like we as labor and delivery nurses know okay people middle-aged who have just recently had a miscarriage right um and also like I don't think that there was as much emphasis put on like postpartum depression like it was mostly swept under the rug well and I think what came out is that Gloria was in an abusive relationship she had been pregnant she miscarried. She never told anybody she miscarried. So mm-hmm. then she shows back up at home with a baby, so nobody questions it. Right. Because she was pregnant. Right. So, you know, here she now has this baby. So nobody thought anything about it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know. I I feel so badly for the birth mother. Mm-hmm. Can, I mean, I'm not a mother, but seeing my friends and family that are moms, 
having your baby stolen from you in the hospital. Devastating. You would never recover from that. No. Ever. No. Never. You know, you don't know where she is. You've had her for like less than a day. And at like being, I'm not a mother either, but being in the hospital, you're helpless. I mean, right. You can't leave. No. And like if you've had an epidural, you can't get out of the bed. Right. You can't go searching for the baby. So you're like entrusting these people with your baby. And right. then one of these people that you've trusted have now taken your baby. Right. Takes like, your baby. What? So, um... Basically, the birth mother has a strained relationship with Alexis slash Kamaya um, because Alexis sees Gloria as her mother. I mean, that's who raised her. And she says, and then Shannara is quoted as saying, I truly feel it in my heart. I just wish she would not have come back. I really do. Because Kamaya came back. This has made a mockery of my life. I'm still lost. I don't have a relationship with my child. What did I gain? Nothing. That's so sad. Right. And then in an interview previous, you know, previously, she said that she hopes Williams dies in jail and the hopes that maybe she and her daughter could finally focus on their relationship. Because she said as long as she can call her and go see her, that's her mother. And, you know, she said, I'm about to start calling her Alexis so I won't be hurt. I have to start doing things where I don't hurt anymore. That's really sad. It's so sad. And I, I mean, this is a teenage daughter, teenage girl. Mm-hmm. She's going to be pissed. Yeah. Like you took you took my mom, who I've only known as my mom. And it's interesting, like she has a relationship with her father, and as of December twenty nineteen, she moved back to Jacksonville to live with her biological father. Really? Yes. What a turn of events. Right. And she continues to work on her relationship with her mom. Like her biological her mother. Her biological mother. Well, that's good that they are continuing to work right. on their relationship. However, I will say I was super close with my mom. Yes. If it came out that she wasn't actually my mom, like, I would be, like, mad at her. Right. But I don't think I could forget the years and years and years that, like, we were super close. Right. You know? I think it's probably an age thing. I'm hoping that as she's she gets very older, young. she's yeah. young. I'm hopefully hopeful when she gets older, she can kind of realize the anger with her biological mother. And no, what's... the anger with her abductor. And also why her biological mom is so angry at the abductor. Oh, yes, you yes. Know? I and I think and yes. as she becomes a mother, I think that things will change. Yes. Because she can think of, oh, my gosh, if somebody had stolen my baby. I would be so mad at them. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I can see both sides. I mean, I don't, I, I do think she was raised properly with a loving family. However, she did steal somebody's baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's wrong. It's terrible. And also as you get younger, I or, or excuse me, as, as I you get, get older, I was I get younger. <laughs> as you get older too, I don't think that there's I think that your heart grows. Right. And that you can have like different places in your life for different people. So she Absolutely. can say like I hold my abductor at arm's length now and right. like I can still learn to love her. However, like this is my biological mother and she wants to have a relationship with me. And I can now form this new relationship and like half glass half full. Isn't that right. so great that I now have and, her back? And she'll probably still be around when her abductor gets out of jail. You know, I mean, she mm-hmm. got, what, 18 years. So, I mean. Which is not long at all. No. So technically, I mean, everybody should be around. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it makes you really think about it because you're like, okay, this woman was suffering from something to do mm-hmm. this, you know? Mm-hmm. And. But it doesn't make it right. 
Not and, at and, all. And you took somebody else's baby. Yeah. Which is just devastating for them. I mean, and also she was a teenage mom. Yeah. And now you're making stolen. somebody else's family hurt really, really badly. Right. It's yeah. just sad. And in the movie, which I'm guessing this really happened, every birthday of her, they had a cake. And the mom would, like, cut out the name, the Kamaya, from the cake. And by the time they found her, there was, like, 18 pieces of cake in the freezer with her name. Oh, I know. That breaks my heart. I know. Oh. Sad. Sucks. But check out the movie on Lifetime. It's not bad. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I love some Niecy Nash. And it, you know, it was pretty interesting. Kept, yeah. my, kept my interest. Lifetime has some good stuff. Yeah. I was wondering. I was like, this is going to be cheesy. I don't know. Sometimes it can be. But <laughs> sometimes it can be very good. Yeah. I mean, I was a fan. I haven't watched anything on Lifetime in a while. Underrated. And I used to, so it is underrated. Um, okay. So wrapping up, where can they find us on social media? Uh, Crooks and Crime Podcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an yeah, email. Send us an email. And then on Instagram and Facebook, we're Corks and Crime Podcast. And drop a line where you're listening from. We keep saying it. They won't do yes, it. Yes, please. Yeah, y'all let us know. Yes, and subscribe and give us five stars. Yeah. All right, let's reveal the line. Okay, go, wait. First, okay. what do you think is the expensive Whitehaven versus the Costco? Originally... I was like, number two was White Haven. Mm-hmm. But then, and we were the same on that. Uh-huh. And then after they had been opened and I had more of number one, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But if you go by originally what my palate felt, it felt like number one was Kirkland, number two was White Haven. And then it switched. So what is your final, though? <sighs> I don't have any more. Oh. <laughs> Do you try so much? Sorry. Just try one more teeny tiny sip because I did one more sip and I now have mine in my head that I think. All right. I just sipped number two. No, that was number one. Oh, that was number one? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going number two. Okay. Not going number two. Sipping number two. <laughs> All right. You say yours while I'm going to make my last final sip. I think I'm going to stick with my original. I'm going with my original. The number two was Whitehaven. Okay. Well, then, just, they're so close. Now they're so close. They're so close. For S's and G's, I'm going to go with number one. All right. Number one, my vote is number one is Whitehaven, the more expensive. Number two is the Kirkland brand, the $8 bottle. Which, when I originally sipped, I was the same. And Mm -hmm. then I flipped. But then I'm I'm going back to my original. But that should just tell you that you can buy the the Kirkland (laughs) And it's just as good. Let her breathe for a little bit. Open her up while you're cooking and then drink it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Ready for the reveal? Let's do it. Okay. I'm opening number one. (gasps) Number one is Kirkland. Number one is Kirkland. Wait, is that the one I picked? Yes. That was what I picked as my favorite. Mm. Did you? We have to go back. But no, originally we said number one was Kirkland. No, we originally said number two. So you were you were right. Number two is Whitehaven. And, and you were right. I can't even keep them straight. And they taste the same. They taste the same, you guys. They're just half the price of each other. Yes. Almost. Uh-huh. In the regular store. Yeah. Because Whitehaven at Costco is not as expensive. But you can get this um, Kirkland, which is also from New Zealand. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they actually both are so, from New Zealand, yeah. Let's just let you know, if you let the Kirkland breathe, you're good. Mm-hmm. Right out of the bottle, she tastes a little woodsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she tastes a little oaky. Yeah, so um, 
I liked the taste test. I think we're gonna we have to do that. Yeah, we're gonna have often. to do another one next week. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. I like that too. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and um, we'll check you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.